Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Empower Man Podcast. It is your boy, Mikey G, coming to you from the free state of Florida. And tonight, as I was going over my notes and thinking about the intro, I was at a loss for words. Never. But but I went back into the memory tank, and I thought of a song from a popular TV show that coined you perfectly. And it goes a little something like this. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. And if you threw a party, invited everyone you knew, you would see the biggest gift would be from me. And the card attached would say, thank you for being a friend. Greg A. Tador the first. How are you, sir? I am a golden girl. How are you? I think that I would be a good Sophia. I was going to say Blanche. <laughs> I would. Be, I probably would be Blanche. I was trying to be nice, but yeah, Blanche probably. Oh, you're Blanche. You're I am Blanche. Blanche. I am Blanche. Yes. Yeah. I'm... <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah. It was the best show, man. I remember I first got my asphyxiation with cheesecake from watching the Golden Girls because anytime they had a dilemma. They settled it with cheesecake. That or, is funny. Like us, we would settle it with alcohol. But yeah. everyone's got their vice. It's okay. Everyone's got their vice. Greggy T, I love that shirt and I love that hat. And there's a match there or a correlation between the hat and the shirt. Where can our listeners find that, sir? I'm marking out hard tonight, GBRS group, as always. Definitely the best. Those guys are awesome. If you haven't checked them out, check them out. And besides their gear, they're very forthcoming and very generous with their experience and their knowledge when it comes to equipment, gear, setup, optics, all anything tactical. They're the shit. So awesome, man. And also want to give a spe- shout out to Publix, Diet Ginger Ale. Publix, if you see this, these cans flying off the shelves, <laughs> you know how to thank. But, yo, want to give a real quick shout-out to my brand-new Cuisinart Single Cup Grind and Brew Coffee Maker. Oh, yeah. This thing is amazing. I cannot wait to use it. Um, it is a cake cup, but it brews fresh coffee every time by putting the beans in there. Hopefully, it's a little bit easier to clean. Shout-out to Cuisinart, but also shout-out to Amazon for the $54 a month payment plan for the next two months. Good old Amazon. Amazon is the bomb. As tradition is for us here at Empowerment Podcast, want to give a shout out to our cops, our firemen and women, our policemen and women. And as my watch went off as I was going through this, you probably heard that in the background. Our EMTs, first responders, thank you all for keeping our community safe and free. We love you. Absolutely. Always want to give a shout out to all the special forces out there the u.s military powerhouse keep it up be careful out there all the gold star families thank you tremendously for your sacrifice the ultimate sacrifice so thank you and um stay safe out there yes and um to kind of piggyback off our last episode greggy t brought a lot of great things to light with pretty deep it was pretty deep it was pretty deep and we're whipped out a bible verse Hey, and keep Who knew? coming. Who knew? I, I knew it. I knew it. I saw it out of the corner of my eye, unlike the corner of your eye, which is still yes, a little. He's um, still making an appearance, but he's getting better. So probably another week yes. and it'll be gone. And I believe you have a matching black and blue on your index finger. My trigger finger, man. Ooh. Yeah, but it's getting better. I'm all, I'm all beat up right now. That's all right, though, Greg. You're doing it for us. Yes. Yeah, you're doing it for us. But what you're also doing for us is you are bringing awareness to a very important cause for you. And over the coming weeks, we're going to have hopefully more information as to where you, our listeners, can get involved to help these organizations. And hopefully down the road, we can collaborate with something near and dear to Greg T's heart to really uh, bring this to uh, the forefront of of people's minds. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Thank you. More to Thank come. you, man. Thank you for bringing that to the forefront. Uh, big episode tonight. Acceptance. 
we have a hard time with it. I do. Uh, I don't know about you, but oh um, yeah, yes you do. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to speak for you, <laughs> but I know for myself, when it comes to members of the opposite sex, I tend to put unrealistic expectations on people. I tend to conjure an image of what I think they are versus what they are. Um, I also tend to conjure up beliefs and have ideologies about how they should be. And that's completely wrong of me because again, as we talked about with accept with forgiveness and other episodes, I have to accept myself before I can accept other people. But before we go down that rabbit hole, Greg, I want to ask you a question. Why do you think we tend to put expectations on other people? <clears throat> so I'm torn with the whole, what you were just saying, how it's wrong of you to do that. I Half of me agrees and the other half of me doesn't. So I'm kind of conflicted, but right. I think, I, I don't know why we do it. I, I want to say it stems from maybe childhood or we had some sort of, look where we saw an example and we want to mirror it going forward. I, I that's the best I, I think. I don't know. I, I think it's great. You know, it's funny. I had this thought process the other day as I go through my trials and tribulations of dating with a different mindset in uh, South Florida, in South Florida. I, yeah, Woo. yeah I picked the best times to be down here. <laughs> No, it, it all works out the way it's supposed to be. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I find in my dating life, I've always dated older women, like dated in relationships. I, I dated one younger girl. She was 10 years younger than me. And I had these expectations that she was this like innocent angel, like just she could do no wrong. But I didn't accept her. For where she was in life, she was wounded because she had a traumatic family loss. She was getting out of a volatile relationship. And then I met her, which tends to be the kind of way the ball bounces when it comes to my relationship history. But I had these expectations that she could be something that she wasn't A, ready to be, B, she couldn't be. Yep. And that led me down a road of trying to prove to her like, hey, you can do this. You can be this. Instead of me saying, no, Mike. This is, you got to listen to me, right? My friend, Robin, I hope she's listening. She always said, when someone tells you who they are, <clears> listen <throat> to them. What's up, Robin? And I didn't do that. Robin, I haven't spoken in a while, but you know, I always love you. And I hope you're doing well there in New York City. Um, but that, that always stuck in my mind. She's like, when, when someone tells you who they are, don't ignore it. And I, I tended to ignore it because I had an expectation of, of what, I wanted her to be versus what um, what she really is. What are the dangers, Greg, it, for guys? Because I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one out there that puts unrealistic expectations on friendships, on relationships, on businesses. Uh, what do you see the possible downfalls or pitfalls could be of someone putting uh, unrealistic expectations on, on those types of scenarios? I think we're all somewhat guilty of doing it at times. And the dangers are you can, with when they're unrealistic, they're, which means that they're not achievable. So the, no matter what that person or business venture or whatever does, even if it you knock it out of the park and it's a home run, if your expectations aren't realistic, it doesn't matter. And you're always going to find something wrong or not good enough. And it just you know, it starts to snowball down a negative path because they weren't realistic. But the other half of me says it's almost, it's good to set not unrealistic expectations, but high expectations because you have self-worth and self-value and you want the other person to show you something as well. It's not just a one-way street, like, oh, let me prove to them, let me prove to them. Yes, you should do that, but they should also be doing the same equally to you. So that's where I'm conflicted. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I agree. And that's what makes the world go round because we, yeah. everyone has a different perspective. And the more that we can share our thoughts with our listeners, 
you know, the more they can take from us and they can make their own choices. Yeah. I've had a, I've had a hard time coming to terms with, since you were talking about dating, dating people, when I was dating people and even now in my marriage, I expect, it's almost like you expect somebody to definitely have your mindset on something. It's not going to happen. That's not, that's not realistic. So if you get into an argument or if someone gets frustrated in a conversation because you're just not seeing my point, yeah, you're probably not communicating it right. And did you set expectations realistically in your head? They're not going to automatically understand what you're saying. They're not in your head. And let's be honest, everyone deals with things differently and does things differently. Like you said, that's what makes the world go around. Opposites attract. And so let's use my wife for an example. I'm a science and math guy and she's very creative and arts artsy. I am not. So how can I put an expectation on her to have the same outlook that I do? It's that's not realistic. So I have to keep that in mind constantly or else there's going to be battles. And those are, that's a big waste of time. And I have to accept how she looks at things and just as way how she has to accept how I look at things. Not, I didn't say agree because it's okay to agree to disagree, Mm. but that you have to have respect, acceptance of how they are and they have to accept you as well. And that's great. It's a great word you mentioned, respect, you know, respecting others, but respecting yourself. Yeah, it starts there, like you always say. Everything starts to finish, starts with us. So, you know, what our expectations are, especially, and I'm going to use dating, for example, because a lot of my acceptance challenges have always been with members of the opposite sex. I think, you know, you can't be everything to somebody. You cannot be their savior. You cannot be their father. You cannot be their friend. You cannot be their lover. You're playing so many different roles. It's going to exhaust you. And I I've done that. I've tried to do that. We've all done it. We've all done it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I guess with a lustful eye, you overlook certain things because the sex is intense or the passion's intense. And we tend to say, yeah, but the feeling I get when I'm with her is insane so you tend to ignore the fact that this person needs time to heal you got to give her space let her do her thing you know so she can get back um, back to a, a better quality of life so for guys out there it's really important to have the awareness that when you meet somebody and there are certain things greg you said the red flags yeah it's an awareness that hey you need if you want to be with this person you have to meet them where they are yeah you can't expect someone to like save the world when they don't even have the cape on is that pretty fair to say it's absolutely fair you can't you can't drag them down the street with, with, when they're not ready to go they might not even want to go down the street right and as guys and girls too, if you're in that situation where there's a powerful attraction or there's a chemistry, you got to have the awareness to, to say, this is where so-and-so is in their life. I need to be careful that I don't go down the rabbit hole with them. Yeah. Cause it's very easy to get sucked into a situation to where not only do you have to deal with your stuff, but now you're taking on someone else's stuff that you have no business being involved in. Is that pretty safe? To say? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely right. I mean, if you're in, let's just take you as an example. I'm not going to speak for you, but you, you have your shit together. You have your company, you're scaling year to year, you're employing people, you're marketing and you're, you're a faithful guy and you go to, you're very involved in your church. So you see the patterns here and they are what they are. You meet somebody. I don't know, maybe she's a little bit older, whatever. And I'm not saying they have to have the same exact things, but setting expectations too high when you just said 
when you realize that you go on a first date or whatever and you get to know somebody and you start asking questions, they're asking questions, you're listening, um, and you realize, oh, wow, this person's just, you know, maybe they just got divorced or whatever. Maybe they're in party mode, which is great. That's fine. Yeah. I'm not hating on that. Go do your thing. But that doesn't fit what you're in right now. Right. So you can't, not you, no. the guys out there, you can't expect to go on a second, third, fourth date and continue this with the expectation that they're going to fit into your mold, exactly. your current mold. It's just not going to happen. It's a square peg in a round hole. Maybe they need a year, two years, five years. I don't know. Exactly. What, what, it is what it is. And, you know, it's, it's a tough decision and it's a tough thing to navigate. Like you said, especially if there's an attraction there or they make you feel a certain way, you know, you just got to ask yourself, if, is that what you want? Or is that what you're looking for? Which I know you're not. So okay. it's, you gotta, the guys out there, you have to figure out, you know, walk away there. There's, there's a million others and you will find one that fits in your current mold. Yeah. And you mentioned this before on several episodes, your non-negotiables. Yeah. Like I have non-negotiables now that I didn't have a couple of years ago. They're so that, critical. That I, I can't really go back on. So when you meet somebody, it's either going to go one of two places, maybe three. You right. Maybe you start a friendship, which is great. I never thought that guys and girls could be friends, but I'm seeing that now as I look at things <clears> differently <throat> that, yeah, it is possible. Yeah. Number two, um, it's either going to be a very casual relationship where, you, and I've been in that situation. I just got out of something casual because at the end of the day, it just ran its course. And I just was turned off by it because again, it's not lining up with those things. Exactly. Going back to the Bible, Galatians talks about, you know, status, you know, if you walk with the spirit, you'll less satisfy the desires of the flesh. And that's a whole other topic about purity and stuff like that, that we, you struggle with as men or you're going to find the girl of your dreams you're going to get married and you're going to start a family and you're going to have all those things in alignment now i'm very very what i want in someone is very 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 clear um again i can't put expectations on someone to make them say oh you have to come to church with me or you have to have a career or you have to work out those three things over the last couple of years have become the focal points of my life, because I want to live healthy life. Mm -hmm. You know, if God gives me another 40 years left on this planet and I live to 85, I don't want to be going to bars like dragging home. God knows who doing God knows what I did that, you know, well, all right, let's change the topic. Um, what's today? <laughs> Monday, right? That's terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> only kidding. Only kidding. Only Just kidding. a joke. Just a joke. <laughs> um, but I, but anyway, so, you know, I agree with you 100% there, Greg. Um, why meeting people? How do you accept a business situation? You walk into something and there's a scenario that's presented and it's, you can't, because we, I think we, there's a certain type of control or amount of control we like to have as people. Yeah. When you don't have that control, it, it kind of can get you frustrated and kind of angry. How do you come to acceptance with a certain situation in a business dealing? And then how would you kind of grow from that? That's a great question. And it's a, it's a big multi-layered question. So <clears throat> how I've dealt with it currently is the non-negotiables, like you said, you have to have them. And I, but you also have to have acceptance and also acceptance of yourself um, you and I are very similar. We're animals. We, we are very speed driven when it comes to a task. If I'm presented a task at nine o'clock, I want it. I won't stop until it's off my plate. Nine Oh five done. Now I put that expectation on other people constantly, or at least I did. And I just, when things are out of your control, you just have to give in to a certain degree. I can't expect people in business to be on my time frame and on my speed all the time. It's impossible. 
you and I deal with certain things. We put an email out. We have some questions. I don't want to wait an hour, two hours till the end of the day. It drives me. It drives me up the wall. I know it drives you crazy too, because if you and I received an email with the, I'm, I was always known for my response time. I, that's what I built my career on. So if I get something, I'm answering it right away. If I have the answer, if I don't have the answer, I'm getting the answer right away so I can respond. I've learned, especially in real estate, because half the agents are all morons out there, more than half, probably 80% being nice. They are not, they're on their own time frame. And in this business, time kills everything. We'll get into it in the episode we're going to have about real estate, but deals die on the vine all the time simply because someone took their sweet ass time responding to an email. So that's where my non-negotiables come in. If it's a hard thing to accept in business that someone isn't on your, I'm not going to say level because that people take that the wrong way. They're just not on your speed and they don't have the same vision as you or the same drive as you you and me are very driven people oh and we know a lot of people oh yeah i'll get around to it it's monday okay can i hear from you tomorrow uh you know maybe end of the week don't even get me started on florida you're in the worst state because you work about not you they probably work two to three days a week in florida tuesday wednesday half of thursday no one works third the second half of thursday or friday or monday Florida's on its own fucking time schedule. But good example, you can't expect somebody to be go, 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 especially we lived in Manhattan. You know, that's just how it was. That's how it was. So you have to accept, you have to accept that most people are not going to be on your time frame. And if you don't accept it, you're, you're going to drive yourself crazy and waste time. And you're going to start focusing on the wrong things. You just got to, and I'm not saying give them a week to respond. No, there's, you know, there's boundaries that have to be set. And if they don't meet those timelines, then yeah, you fire them or you find somebody else. But you have to accept that not everyone's going to do and work at the same speed that you do. So let me throw a curveball at you here, Greg. What, mm-hmm. what won't you accept in business or when working leading a team what won't you accept from disrespect people? to the team or the company or the the mission statement i won't accept that um i won't accept unprofessionalism i know that's a very vague umbrella word but i will not accept unprofessionalism We'll use real estate as an example, since it's the day to day, you got to look on point, you got to act on point, you got to speak on point, know your numbers, know your marketing, just be on point, as I call it, I say it all the time in my group, but I do not tolerate unprofessionalism, talking badly about a person, especially a fellow agent, a company, even another company, even a competitor, it's not good. It's a very small world, the business world, and tra- and word travels fast. Don't be that person because there's going to come a time you might need that other person or that other company. And guess who they're not going to help? They're not going to help you because you talk shit about them. So those those are that I will not accept that. Yeah, no, I I I, I mirror those those sentiments. There. I know you do. I don't accept mediocrity. I have a hard time. I think that's one of the reasons why I'm working for myself. I do have one person that's courageous enough to work with me. And I have to keep myself in check because I can't like put a stranglehold on him and expect him to be. The only thing we can do is elevate others to elevate people to our level. Um, But I will not accept mediocrity. I will not accept a half of an effort that they should be giving. I don't care if someone messes up every day. Yep. At some point, they're going to get it. But as long as you get up and try, for me, 
you've already won me over. Yeah. Those are things I'm not willing to accept. I'm not willing to accept someone who doesn't give 100% every day. You don't have to be in tip-top physical form mentally and physically. and You're going to have your good days and bad days, but be present. When I was wrestling in my heyday, I would go out till wee hours of the morning, but I was at work 6.30 in the morning <laughs> with a bottle of Advil, a cup of coffee, and a, and a scope, and I'll tell you what. I'd crank out six or seven sessions in a row and I got my best work done when I was hungover. Now that's probably a problem for some people <laughs> listening to this as Timmy, my God rest his soul. So functionally coined me a functioning alcoholic back then, but I don't know if that was completely no, true. No, <clears throat> but point being is I, I, if I'm going to go out and do something the night before, I'm going to make sure like, Hey, do me, but I'm going to be on point for my job and handle my stuff. And it comes down to professionalism and, and handling your business, Craig. Listen, let me tell you, I got a funny story to, to mirror yours. We, I was in a couple different softball leagues. One of them was on a Sunday morning at like nine o'clock. I remember. And I don't know why I agreed to, to, to play with these, these animals, but it was a cool group of guys, all friends. And our boy Justin was was on the team with Hendry. And I remember one morning from going out the night before with you. Thanks, Mike. Um, we had a game and I am just puking my lungs out in the parking lot before the game. But I was on time. I was ready to play and I was expected to basically hit home runs to score points because some of the guys on my team couldn't hit. So what did I tell myself? I'm in no condition to run today. I have to hit the ball far so I can walk around the bases. And that's what I did. Moral of the story, I showed up, even that's though right. I was out the night before with you. And I believe that was along the same time that I was in a in softball league in Oyster Bay with my friend Anthony. Oyster Bay. Yes. And that was cool place. Fun, cool place. Out there. It was, it was cool. I had a lot of fun, you know, and I remember after the game getting my friend loved this one restaurant. We would just crush food, but like, you know, being hungover. Those, those are the good old days, man. But again, our stories are that doesn't matter what you did before, up. still show up and handle your stuff. Well, I have a question for you regarding this person. Yeah. You don't accept mediocrity. I, I completely I agree with all that. When do you pull the cord if it goes down that direction? Well, it's a, it's a great question. Um, I've thought about it. It's just having an honest conversation. I think there's a way I've learned to temper myself in how words come out of my mouth because it can be really misconstrued. Because I'm a very passionate, I can be very intense at times. Yeah. I'm aware of that. People mistake that as anger. At least for me, they, they do. They do? <laughs> yeah, you're very angry. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> apparently I'm angry 24-7 when I'm really not. <laughs> Maybe a few times, but just mostly it's just passion and I'm, you know. That's a say. Greg, you're very passionate. Yes, I am. Passionate. But, you know, it's funny in business, as we've learned, I tend to bring people into the business that I trust. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I have an already trust with this person from before we even got into business helps. So there's, he knows the expectations. He's clear of it. And the, he, he feels a certain responsibility that he doesn't want to let me down. So that makes me feel good. That's a nice thing again, to have. It's because it's, again, like I said, it's not about, it's not about what you can accomplish. It's about your effort. Cause if the mm -hmm. effort's there, you can accomplish anything. Yep. As long as you show up every day and you try, if you fall down 99 times, I guarantee when you get back up for that 100th time, you're going to stay up. Yeah, I agree. As long as you try. But there, it's a, it's very, it's a very delicate thing to do, especially nowadays, because you can't be like you were before the pandemic and really lay in to people like we've been like kind of ripped into at times. So, hmm. you know, you don't really want to let the problem fester. You have to accept, like, I accept where the person I'm working at, where they are right now. One thing about myself is when it comes to business, I'm hyper-organized. And I'm all about putting together a plan. 
meeting where someone in their development, you know, or which we call them professional development meetings. I know when I was in corporate America, PDMs. So it's really having a, a, a development meeting or a development plan with someone to see their trajectory. And, you know, with a certain variance in the schedule, if you can see the trajectory going up or going down, can you really have some, some background as to when to have that conversation where you say, Hey, you know what, this really isn't working out. Yeah. Maybe go get some experience working for somebody else to come back to me in a couple of years, or maybe this isn't the right line of work for you. Yeah. But you got to give people the opportunity to fail, failing forward. Like I was given several opportunities to fail and I did, and I learned. And that's why I'm so thankful and blessed to be in this position that I'm in right now. Hope I answered that okay. Yeah, no, it's good. You know, um, quick question for you here, Greggy T. Um, with family members, I have a hard, another hard time with this one, accepting some of my family members for who they are. Mm-hmm. Because again, you want them to be something that they're not really capable of. Have you ever had to, uh, or is there a certain example you can think of when it comes to family members for yourself that you want them to be something else because you could see their potential or you could see like, why are you acting like this? Or why do you behave like this? Or why do you make these choices and, and come to the realization, like, this is who they are. They're not going to change. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I've, I've faced that. I don't, I don't have a problem. I have a small family, so I have an older sister. I, it was never, it is never a question of accepting her. She's my family. So it's, it's all good. It's a great example of accepting different thought patterns because we are completely different, which is fine. I have no problem with that. It's just, it's sometimes it, it gets lost in the communication, the translation of the statement, how it lands or how it's, I think it should land, but it's obviously perceived a different way, vice versa. So it's always that dynamic, but it's, it's never a question of acceptance of the person that's family. That's a, that's a given. It's more of the acceptance of the, the either the, it's the way of life or if you're picking a, a, a political topic or a, a finance topic or whatever, it's the acceptance of that specific conversation. Here's one for you. As we are now, you know, middle-aged men, uh, I'm, yep. half, I'm, I'm halfway to 90. Glad we made it this far. That is true. How do you accept where you're at physically? Because I <laughs> have had a hard time, um, at, you know, getting back into wrestling with something that my true passion. I realized that when I first got back into it, I was getting thrown around, loved it. But I woke up the next day and I felt like I got run over by a truck. Yeah. So yeah. I realized that my body is not where it was when I was younger, but I, through CrossFit, I have been able to achieve a, a pretty good level of conditioning. So while I don't train, like I train and getting that, you know, there's no, you cannot make up getting in the ring in that ring condition, but CrossFit is pretty functional in how it translates. And that's the one thing I'm amazed at because my conditioning and my endurance I'm so thankful that I can hang with people half my age, but it does get frustrating knowing that I can't do a lot of things that I used to do and realizing that the hourglass on what I can do is getting thinner. It's like those marbles in the bin that you mentioned several episodes ago. Yeah. How have you been able to accept yourself where you're at physically? I'm not, I'm fighting it all the way. (laughs) Like kidding. Ah, no, no. That's been hard for me, man. It's been a hard one because it's like... It is hard. I think it's it's hard for anybody. I can't just say easily like, oh, I've just accepted it. It sucks. Uh, I talk about it with my mom all the time. She laughs at me because it's just, it's not the same as when we were younger. You and I were really strong back in the day. We're still strong now. I'm not saying we're not, but we were freakishly strong when we were younger and we were proud of that and we lifted all the time you know, I think also getting injured played a big part in my psychological right. um, focus on, you know, you you never think about it until it happens. 
people listening, I tore my pec off the bone, um, warming up actually. But um, ever since then, I'm always worried now that I can tear, not, not that the surgery went great, but like tear another muscle or whatever. So I've accepted that I can't perform at the level that I used to, but that doesn't mean I can't perform at an ultra high level for how I am now. I was division one swimmer. I was in incredible shape. Like you said, with the endurance and the, just the, the level of wind capacity, you know, my lungs and I'm back in the pool now. So in one hand, I feel like a piece of shit because I can't do anything I used to, but how could I, it's a different, I'm not training, you know, two, three times a day, but I'm grateful to be back in the pool and get my wind back as well as, you know, lifting my weights. So I'm, I'm very happy with where I'm at now. And I have goals. They're different than what they used to. I'm not looking to, you know, leg press 1500 pounds or squat 500 pounds. And I'm not, I'm, that doesn't, that doesn't, you know, it's not attractive to me anymore. What is, is functional training, like you said, so I can play more with my daughters and I can hang with, like you said, hang with, if you drop me in any situation, I'm not winded all the time. And, you know, that's, that's my motivation now. Yeah. And it's funny since I started doing CrossFit, by the way, a great idea, by the way. Um, Glad somebody's doing it. W- wonderful idea. It's, it's crazy to think. And I had this conversation with someone yesterday and I'm a big advocate for CrossFit. So if there's any guy out there that wants to make a complete life change, CrossFit absolutely changed my life. The way I look at my business, the way I look at health and wellness, it was the best decision I ever made. And a lot of the injuries I had with my shoulder my back, just the aches and pains I had because I wasn't doing the things that I should have done out of fear because I always put myself last and others first for fear of losing my job, fear of getting in trouble at work, fear of this. And now that I work for myself, I, myself is number one, and I've been able to address certain things. I'm, I've actually, I deadlifted the other day and I am almost to the point strength-wise to where I was 15 years ago and it's insane because anything science-based you would think like there's no way that this type of like if i said by the way uh before i go do squats i'm going to do a 12 minute as many rounds as possible burpee box jump overs with dumbbell alternating snatches you're pre-fatiguing your muscles you're going to be shot but i still got on the squat rack and did an adequate amount of weight now my legs and my rear end were killing me but if I take a day to do a three RM, a two RM, the weight will, ha- and I've seen it going up and you're like, holy, like, I can't believe that I was able to do this. So while it's important to understand where you're at physically and accepting the fact that I'm not 25 anymore, I'm not 30 anymore. I don't have ambitions of being a WWE superstar or being here. I just want to do X, Y, and Z and accepting that. And then taking the measures, like you said, you, you're into functional training now. I'm more into the entire CrossFit because it has helped me with longevity and hopefully wrestling another couple of years that yeah. I would enjoy before I say, hey, I really can't do this anymore. So I think CrossFit has really helped me to accept where I'm at physically and build off that. So acceptance isn't like a death sentence. It's not like yeah. All right. Well, you know what? I'm 45. I have 18 clients. Let's I throw gotta- the towel in. Right. And what did you say? And I'm going to reference this because it was great. You've said this before. People give up too easily. Yeah. On relationships, on marriages, on business. It's accepting the fact where we're at. Like, look at where Empower Man is. Look at where it's going. Yeah. So while acceptance can be a guardrail, for us, it provides a starting point, but also allows you to stay, hey, you know what? These are the expectations we have now. But in six months, a year, that's gonna change. Yeah. I mean look at look at the the soldiers that got wounded, got their leg blown off, or got both legs blown off, or their arms blown off, and they're doing triathlons, they're doing listen, if they accepted what happened and they didn't do anything about it, but 
they probably accepted the new way of life and they're they're raising the level and doing the best and most they can with that now so it's it's a awesome example especially if the next time any of us feel like complaining we shouldn't i agree that's my motivation agree uh, that's a, that's a that's could a be a lot example. worse it's a great example and, and acceptance is such a big umbrella term because yes you need to accept yourself you need to accept others you need to accept where people are at you need to accept the fact that where you're at there's all these different things because acceptance creates an inner peace with us mm-hmm. provides us a starting point for our compass as to what direction we want to take our life or certain situations in it's okay to accept certain things it's not okay to accept certain things having those non-negotiables what you're willing to settle for in a relationship what you're willing to settle for in a business arrangement what you're willing to settle for in a friendship or a sporting endeavor or anything that you're passionate about um acceptance plays a big role greg what are some ways that you could coach someone on how to handle acceptance for themselves you mean just in general like how do i accept the fact that i don't own a home right now but it's an ambition of mine that i want to have and i'm Mm -hmm. frustrated all the time how would you coach me on how to say hey it is what it is right now yeah I would say just that it is what it is right now. However, you might be frustrated because you don't have the house today, but that doesn't mean you can't have a house a year from now or two years from now and have the house that's meant to be your house. I hate that cliche, but it's so true. If it's meant to be, it'll be. When we were looking for houses, we were dead set on this one house and we it was like a bidding war we got crushed it was like i think six offers and we were like second to last or something and we were like devastated i remember i'm so glad we didn't get that house now at the time last thing on my mind i would never have said that i but today it wasn't meant to be and when i was on the sales side of things when i was taking buyers out and up here it's it the environment's crazy there's multiple offers things are going two three four hundred thousand over asking it's insane it's very competitive so i used to tell my buyers listen put your best foot forward do what you can do what you're comfortable with how high should i go as if as high as you're okay walking away from it because the odds are you probably aren't going to get it. And that's not Debbie Downer or pessimistic. That's just a realistic approach. And that's how I, I was always transparent like that. So I would say to somebody like you, like, yeah, you might be frustrated now, but in the meantime, let's get all the other steps taken care of now. So when the time comes, now it's just a matter of pulling a trigger and you're good. You have all your ducks, you have all your paperwork in your row, you have everything. So now it's just, now it becomes how it should be. It should be fun. When you buy a house or a condo or a townhome or whatever, an apartment, it should be fun. And I think a lot of the fun is lost, but okay, you're frustrated. Okay, I get it. But that doesn't mean stop the train. The show goes on, the train's still going down the track, which is towards eventually the home you want to buy. When you get there, make sure everything is done in the meantime in that gap. Don't just stop and then you have to use, restart when you finally get there. So that's fine. Take your, be frustrated, but now channel your frustration into getting all your ducks in a row, your down payment or whatever, your credit up, all sorts of things. And use that as motivation. So when the time comes, it's a done deal. No, that's a great way of looking at things, Greg, you know, I, I talk about the Bible in some of my dialogue. Um, Jesus' brother, James, talks about um, when, you know, troubles come your way, take it an opportunity for joy, because when your faith has a chance to get tested, your endurance grows. And when your endurance grows, your faith actually gets stronger, I'm paraphrasing. Um, and once you build up that threshold, that that tolerance of, of waiting and that endurance is fully grown and perfect and complete, you know, you'll be complete and nothing will that you want, you will have to kind of it, it won't like 
burden you because you won't need anything because you've got you've got faith you've got your faith's been tested so makes you know, sense having that patience right so like right now it's like oh man i really want to grow my business or i really want a home but you know what take joy in that and it's like oh, are you nuts but you know when you can break it down it's like oh well you know what yeah i don't have a home yet but i'm working on it because mm -hmm. the more i have that in my mind or growing my business or doing something wrestling oriented wise it's a it's yes like i'm amped up because i'm not there now but there are certain paths and steps I'm going to take so that I can get to that place. Cause when I have that endurance, I'll be perfect and complete and I won't need anything because I have my faith has been allowed to grow. It makes total sense. And <clears throat> it, it reminds me of somebody that I know that beat cancer. There's, I think there's two different types of people. When somebody gets news like that, you, you hear the stories, like some people just go with the flow and they're like, okay, you know, I'll deal with it, whatever. And they come out the other end and they're good. Then there's the other people that just, it swallows them and they get frozen and it just, it's just horrible. And they have a pretty bad outcome. And it always made me wonder like, wow, how is that person? Let me just go with the flow. I'll figure it out. And then I'll do what I can. I'm going to stay positive. <clears throat> it's what you just said. It's, it's, it's the, it's the mental life endurance that they've accumulated throughout their life on top of their mindset. When it's all in the same pot working together, it's clearly a great way to great way to, to look at things. Yeah. And I, I say it every episode, but it all comes from the Bible, man. The Bible is to me is the playbook of life. I wish I would have had this sooner, but things happen when they're supposed to happen. And mm -hmm. I'm going to wrap up my part of this with something I came up with about the five C's of handling acceptance, right? You got to know you can't control others or situations. You can only really control yourself and your actions. Um, know that people make choices, both good and bad, and you're not going to really have a, a influence on, on those choices. You may, but at the end of the day, they're the ones going to push pause. You can try your best, play. but like Mike said, it's their choice, you know, whether it's the one you would have made or not. not yeah. Yours. Yeah. And, and one with relationships, we talked about this. You want to consider all the options, what you are willing to deal with and what you're not willing to deal with. And every guy has it. Every girl has it. So when you are with somebody trying to figure out the next steps of the relationship, the pros and cons list might not be a bad thing to do. Um, you want to come from a place of love, not anger, because again, you know, anger only fuels, adds more fuel to the fire. So, you know, accepting comes from a place of, of love and contentment, being content where the other person is in life and not trying to kill yourself, trying to prove them that you can fix them. Now, obviously this is pretty much geared around towards dating and mm -hmm. the opposite sex, both men and women. But I believe that the five C's of acceptance can be used in any situation, Greg. And those are Absolutely. my final thoughts. Absolutely. And that was, I, I like that, those five C's. Listen, we can influence as much as we want, as much as we can. But at the end of the day, someone's going to make the decision that they're going to make. If they're a family member or a friend, just be that, be a friend to them and Listen, we all don't make the right choices, but true friends stick by their their boys no matter what the decision is. Yep. It's like the unconditional love for a parent. They, you know, the kid can do no wrong, even though when they do do a wrong, there's still love there. They don't agree with it. They wouldn't have made that decision, but it is what it is. As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Yeah. And yep. um, yeah, I think that's a great way to wrap it up. Uh, Greggy T, uh, if someone wants to reach out to us, where can they find us? The easiest and quickest way is just DM us on Instagram. You can also comment on YouTube. You can also, you know, hit us up on our website, empowermentpodcast.com. But the, if you want the quickest response, Mike and I are always on Instagram and, and we read and get, and get back to everybody. So that's the way to go. Awesome, man. And I'm really excited for next week's episode because yeah. my friend, um, 
the Ginny Burton, well, Ginny Burton, but her professional um, name is V for, I would imagine it's for Virginia, Ginny Burton. I've always called her Ginny. Um, it, 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 we're going to talk about addiction and people are wondering maybe, well, why are, is a, is a woman coming on a man's podcast? Well, we're going to bring a lot of girls on here, you know, because it's important for men to understand different perspectives, yeah. to understand how the different sex thinks and their thought process, because it'll help us understand them better. But when you hear Ginny's story, now Ginny has been on Tucker Carlson. Her life is absolutely incredible. And I'll share more with how I met Ginny and how I shook up a friendship with her during the episode, but really addiction, whether it's gambling, drinking, pornography, drugs, pre-workouts, pre-workouts, Coffee. I mean, I don't think anybody has as many coffee makers as I do. Cuisinart, <laughs> thank you. Amazon, thank you for allowing me to afford to buy this. Um, it, it, there's something for everyone, and you can take so much away from Ginny. And, um, you know, at Empower Man, we provide a platform for everyone. You know, this yeah. is a show for everyone. It is geared towards the development of men because we want to make better men. But through making better men, we can help women understand us better so that we can be more harmonious. Well said, this is for everybody. And I'm super excited to have her on. I got a, a ton of questions and I just want to be a sponge and listen to, listen to what she has to say. So super pumped for that. Yeah. And I appreciate that. And then the following week, we've got the Panda man returns. Yes. Kyle, I got to tell you, I love fasting. We're going to talk about that. Yeah, and while you guys are fasting, I'm going to have a stack of pancakes. Yes, that's fine. Eggs, bacon, coffee, and orange okay. juice. You know, uh, you guys can talk. I'll just be eating in the background. So. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Mike. Today uh, today was a good one. Yes. And we look forward to seeing everybody next week. Make it a good one. Be good to each other and be safe out there. Have a good one.